हेलो वेलकम टू द नेक्स्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द ब्रेव हार्ट शो टुडे आई टेक द ऑनर टू वेलकम यू टू द एपिसोड दैट आई हैव अवेटेड फॉर अ वेरी लॉन्ग टाइम टुडे एज अ गेस्ट एज अ स्पेशल गेस्ट वी हैव ब्रिगेडियर जयंत मानकी रिटायर्ड ही हैज सर्वड हिज लाइफ टाइम इन द आर्मी एंड एज रिटायर्ड एज अ ब्रिगेडियर एंड ही वॉज इन आर्मी एयर डिफेंस एंड trust me i can go on talking for a while this interview is primarily focused on leaving you educated about army army life and what does army do but it will also tell you about the man who is in the uniform and not just the uniform so we hope that you love the stories we hope you learn a lot from them and you continue learning about the defense forces thank you hello sir welcome i feel i have tried my best to introduce you to the audience but i feel that if i have missed out somewhere i want you to introduce yourself to the audience sure it's a pleasure firstly i am born brought up in mumbai erstwhile bombay and uh, i did my schooling in santa cruz my college from villeparle and basically from the suburbs a small initiative given by my father triggered me to take up ncc very seriously in my first year only i joined armored ncc and for four years i did my ncc and immediately after that i was lucky i got selected for ima and uh, joined the indian military academy in july 71 got commissioned in june 73 after uh, two years in those days it was two years now it is reduced to one and a half after that we went to devlali for our young officers course and uh, at the station i was told i have gone to air defense so not knowing anything about air defense mutely went but i was lucky i joined one of the latest weapon systems after my young officers course i did my course uh, instructors course in that equipment did my long gunnery staff course did my uh, was an instructor then uh, went abroad for a training on another radar system before that i did my staff college in that was in 1985 86 i went to europe for training on a radar system which was inducted immediately after that and uh, i was the first one of the first few instructors in the erstwhile school of arty in the air defense wing and after that i helped convert two regiments to the new system but when i got command i got a command of a unit which had no radar systems <laughs> these are some of the ups and downs in the service maybe they didn't want my radar system wanted my experience with troops anyway i got posted to uh, north india the kashmir commanded a unit there for two and two years plus 
and then came to Gopalpur on sea, where the AD wing had moved as the Army Air Defense College. And there I was the Colonel GS for three years plus, and then went on to command an Air Defense Brigade. Commanding the brigade after the parliament attack, we were deployed. I think we were just maybe hair's breadth from opening a war front. But good sense may have prevailed. Then uh, after that, I did my course in the personnel department of the government of India. It is called uh, Advanced Professional Program in Personnel Administration. In short form, it is called APPA course. After that, uh, I went for recruiting in Kerala, Karnataka. And subsequent last posting was in the Army War College as an instructor and retired on 30th of September 2007. Okay. On completion of 56 years because Brigadier retired at 56 years. Okay. So After that, of course, I settled down. We had bought this house, settled down in Pune. Since then, we are in Pune. I tried to look into a civil work, but uh, I was not very comfortable in the security firm's environment. So I left and I had been away from my family for 15 years. So I thought I should be with the family. So that's how I am till now. Sir, that is a wonderful introduction to the audience. First of all, I have known you for quite some time now. And to be honest, I don't know the people behind the audience will understand this, but I have awaited for this particular interview for so long because yes, I've heard a lot of stories of you from you and from the people that know you as well. So it, it was first of all, uh, interesting. And, uh, I know the stories that you said while you were introducing yourself, you said that you got lucky and to join the armed forces but i believe when i've heard the stories i believe the audience should know that it was not the luck factor not just the luck factor it was a very small percentage of the journey i would love for you to tell about the hard work or the journey while you were uh, preparing or how you decided to join the forces you know i'll start up with my childhood firstly uh my father, uh, I think, because of his personal problems, family problems, maybe his brothers and all, he had retired rather very early. And so he had a program set for me. Every evening at 7 o'clock, we used to sit on a bench in our colony. And he used to make me say my, you know, the, what do you call, tables, spelling, this thing, grammatical. He used to take my class for what, an 45 minutes to this thing. Even today, you ask me to say my tables, I can say it in the same speed that I used to say in, as a 10 year old. But during one of those times, just after the 1962 Indochina war, he had made a statement that every family should endeavor to send at least one person to the armed forces. 
my first reaction was that I would tell my elder brother that he should not venture into it. And uh, because he was thinking of airing NCC and all. And that is, I think must have come to the back of my mind and stayed that when I did my matriculation in 1967, that time NCC was compulsory in the colleges in Bombay. But my interest was to join the armored NCC, which was there only in Mithibai College. Okay. My sister, my brother, they are all gone to Parle College, Villa Parle West. Uh, sorry, Villa Parle East. But I joined Mithibai College. In those days, armored NCC, the squadron leader, squadron commander there, used to personally select students for the NCC and he selected me. Though I was not as tall as people who were standing next to me. But he selected me for whatever he must have seen in me. And then I did my NCC for four years. First year and intermediate. I was in Mithibai College. I used to attend NCC parades in the college only. Subsequently, I joined Institute of Science at opposite Cooperage in beyond Churchigate and uh, I used to go for my physics practical classes early morning 7 o'clock to start and from there I used to come to Mithibai College for my NCC. Mm -hmm. That's how I did my sec third and the fourth year of NCC. In our uh, NCC we had one senior under officer who was, I just don't remember his name, he had good and moustaches, very smart, and he was a very motivating factor. With his guidance, I, I selected a pair, a uniform, which I got altered to fit me properly. It was, a, it was not something which I could keep because it has to be sub, given back. I had a pair of boots which were absolutely fitting, and I kept them separately for all the four years that I did NCC. Nobody could take those things. Then in 1970, I went. I was selected to go for Republic Day Parade Selection Camp at Kamti in India Nagpur. But that time only there was the UPSC entrance exam for IMA. So with my father having okayed, incidentally I forgot to tell you, my mother was not very keen on me joining the service. So I couldn't go to apply for NDA. Okay. So once I crossed 18, I was eligible to apply on my own. But my father was always there supporting. He uh, said, okay, you go for the camp, you fly from Nagpur to Bombay, give your exam and fly back for the camp. So I came to Bombay for two days to give my written exam and went back. After that, in March, uh, Next year, that is 71, I got intimation that I have cleared my return and that I have to go for my SSB to Bangalore. And that was at the same time as my university exam for my physics honors graduation course. But as I said, I was mad of the uniform. I dumped my exam and I joined the, what do you call the selection center. And I got selected normally 
people think that if they take only a minute to consider in the last final walk, you are 99% not selected. But I got selected. That means it was a shut and you know, case all fine. So I got selected. That was in 1971. And in July, when I was uh, moving to Dehradun, it was a very nice incident. I would like to mention it because I saw a, a, a youngster, maybe a little elder to me, getting a big, huge trunk in those we used to carry those iron boxes, tin boxes rather. He had his name there, you know, GC. Mm -hmm. William Meprath, singer, company, IMA, Dehradun. And I thought that the moment I tell him that I'm going to IMA, he'll start ragging me right from here. Because he must be senior, right? he's not with me. So we went into the train and fortunately, unfortunately, he had the opposite chair. After that, we started talking. He asked me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Dehradun. He said, where are you going to Dehradun? You can't tell a lie. So I told him I'm joining the IMA. He was so protective and so helpful. He wouldn't allow me to get off the train for a cup of tea, he would get it for me. I learned the, you know, that bonding from there. Comradery. Then we reached Dehradun, we went to the main blocks in IMA where they announced which company the newcomers were going to. And I was going to say that moment it was announced, he jumped with joy because he was from the same company. <laughs> and uh, of course, he got punished for it, sent out a hunches and all because he jumped. You're not supposed to make noise as youngsters. But anyway, he, after that, in my first and second term, whenever we got ragged, because seniors always rag, ragging, people say it's not good, I feel it is good, if it has got a limit. It improves your mental strength, it includes, it improves your ability to take, you know, a little bit of physical uh, hard work. It is basically a constructive punishment. It's a constructive punishment if not, somebody is not out with a vengeance. But I am a, you will not have anyone with a vengeance. So he was there every evening after the ragging, he would come with water and uh, that uh, glucose and he say, come partner, one more week after that, everything will stop. It didn't stop for two terms. But it was a very nice bonding that I got. I understood what, why army people all get together. You know, there's a bonding. True. And that's from where I learned. Yeah. He passed out six months before me, of course. And he joined the AC and I joined the RT after six months. But we still remember, we met. When I was posted in Bangalore, he was staying on the floor above. So it was a good bonding we had all the time. So that was my how I got into the armed forces. My only, um, what do you call, thing which I feel bad about is my father was not there to pick me. He passed away five months before my passing out. That was the only sad part of the whole 
ரெஸ்பான்சிபிள் that soldier is still there so i don't think that the retirement guys yeah that is the soldier never retires that is very true and uh, as we were talking about camaraderie and the people so yeah. there's this thing the squadron people or the company people when you are inside the company of course they'll as we said constructive punishment so that you know you improve but once you step out of the company so if the anyone else is punishing you from other company or some they'll be the one who will move up and save yes. you Absolutely. when you come out of ima so your ima friends and everyone will if there's any problem you get into so they'll you'll also call them the first and they'll be the first one to reach and to help you out so that is the bond that is the brotherhood that cannot be you know discipline i like to add something more in this not just the postmates is the aspect of uniform True. Which is very major bonding. Yes. Very true. And yeah, so this journey, you know, is... One more thing I want to add. I told my brother that he should not think of joining the services. But he is an electrical engineer from IIT Bombay. He was in standard batteries. And he was one of the members who designed the indigenous battery of submarines. For the first time. the boat the submarine was ins vela okay that was the first submarine navy had procured so so he contributed his portion to the defense yes so this this statement is so big that you know it's not just if you are in uniform you are serving the nation you can you know do well in whatever profession you are in and you will you can still serve the nation very well yes yes and one doesn't have to don a uniform one should have the Pride in the country to be able to serve the country. True, very true. Everyone in his place can serve the country, but the defense requires people. Yes, yes. More young people. They require because we are at present are not in a very safe environment. Yes, yes, yes. We'll come to that. Uh, but before that, uh, I want to ask you an uh, opinion of yours. A little off-track question. but as you mentioned that ncc was compulsory in those days for everyone going to the college so do you think that it is necessity or it should be there even in present day because i feel ncc is not just about you know going for the parade or something but it imbibes a discipline like there are many people who say that you know especially of course the fauji people that you know when they see civilians in discipline and going on the roads and doing all in discipline activities so they they get frustrated which is for obvious because if you are in discipline you are not just putting yourself at risk but at times even the others so they say that you know at some point of time some military training should be made compulsory for every person so do you think ncc would serve the purpose or you know imbibe some kind of discipline and it should be a mandatory in present day personally i think ncc should be mandatory yeah. and 
I'll give you a small, you must be knowing it. When, even in 67, when Israel had that problem, Yom Kippur war, they call it, mm -hmm. all the Israelis who had gone to US and Europe and settled down, they all rushed back to Israel True. to don the uniform to protect their country. Yes. We need that. Yes. We need that sense of belonging for our own nation in first place. Yes. That is, and that, and CC alone cannot do it. But it can start. Yeah, and that little bit of initiation can be done. But we require a little more on that. Okay. That's my personal opinion. We also know that when the uh, Ukraine-Russia war started, an MP from Ukraine, a lady, <laughs> who was of the opposition in Ukraine, put on her uniform and uh, was practicing using the weapon because she wanted to fight for her country. True. I don't want to draw any deductions from it. People can draw their own deductions. Yes, but this this truly tells us about you know what are our services towards our nation we take it very lightly but i feel that this is the time i feel this platform should be used to send that message that you know your service to nation does not mean just to you know it is for a soldiers to go on the border and to serve his country that is not the service it should be when the time calls every nation every member of the nation should be able or should have that sense that I will provide the service whatever it is required whatever I am qualified to do yes yes I'll be doing that and yes so let's move ahead so yes sir you joined in as you said you joined artillery and then you went to uh, after commission I was posted to artillery in those days the young officers was the first uh, started off with the young officers course you wouldn't get the regiments at that time okay so we moved to Devlali. At the Devlali station, I was told ki, they called the names of all people who had gone to the field branch of artillery. I didn't know anything about that. So when I said, Sir, my name is He said, AD. So what is Air defense. And he left us like that. Moment. Uh, the next person came, he told us, yes, you are in AD. I went to my room. I, there was a room partner there who was my course mate, of course. And he said, we were selected also from the SSB together. He said, our, our career is over before it started. I said, why? He said, is TA. And TA, what are chances? I didn't know. I got maybe carried away, but I wrote to my uncle who was also serving in artillery. That time he had more than around 20 years service. And I wrote to him, I said, get me into artillery, field artillery. He said, no, AD is expanding in a big way. And it's good. You're science type, so you stay in AD. And I was selected for AD because we were all science types were selected. And absolutely correct, within three months, Three units were raised with equipment, which was tracked equipment called Shelka, mm -hmm. purchased from Russia. And like after three months, did AD move out of the territorial no, no, no. army? No, no, it's not something which can be moved out. 
Yeah, today you are here and tomorrow you have left that place. No, okay. it's not that easy. What has happened is uh, at that time when we got during 71, after 71 maybe, the realization that AD is required to be more also looked into must have dawned on seniors. That is why units started becoming regular from territorial army. And so units became regular reasonably fast. They had some equipment, but then they were given the indigenously assembled manufactured equipment and they became regular in the matter of say two years, year two years. Most of the regiments were regular, not TA. And the first equipment to come in was Shilka. Shilka basically for those who don't know is a four barrel anti-aircraft system mounted on a tank chassis. It had a surveillance and a fire control radar. And the four barrels would give a total fire of 3400 rounds per minute. That was the uh, rate of fire. The Israelis faced this in the war with the Middle East, in the Middle East. And initially they had, they were actually taken aback by this equipment. Subsequently they overcame, they had other US to help them out also. But we got the three subunits, they are called batteries in artillery and AD. Three batteries were raised independently in Devlali. And as a young officer, I opted for that only. I, I think I was the only young officer who opted. All three choices were the Shilka battery. One, I had done armored NCC. Second, I, I, thought, I think I was uh, enamored by, you know, the armored. So we are, I opted all three were that and I got. Then two more of my course mates got. We were three youngsters, the first, second reference to join the Shilka battery. Batteries, three batteries, one each. That was in December 73. Subsequently, we moved up from there. Of course, raising was in Devlali. Subsequently, we moved up north. Then we got merged with the units, bigger units to make uh, composite regiments. And then they become pure Shilka units. So then units started, in, number of units started increasing. And uh, air defense today is getting the importance it merits. We require it. And we have now a whole assortment of weapons from guns to missiles. Like till date people don't understand or we don't understand what is the real job of the air defense like i'll tell you how we work we have a radar system which is surveilling it is seeing 360 degrees all over and uh, when we pick up that uh, an aircraft airborne thing is coming we don't know whether it's ours or the enemies or what so we in this information is given to the higher headquarters 
and then that is the air force headquarters air force uh, control system and then they tell us this is friendly or they initially only tell us that their friendlies are coming in this part so if they are part of the friendly plot then they we don't do anything but if it is not of the friendly plot then we inform them and we start maneuvering that if they come to attack the target that we are protecting we should able to fire okay. a mistake an, or an error which common people feel is air defense guns and missiles are meant to destroy the enemy aircraft no if we destroy it is a plus point but the basic aim is that when an aircraft comes to launch his weapon when he sees the target he has got specific places or distances and heights and angles from where he can launch that weapon if he misses it by 10 meters also he has missed the target if he launches it 10 meters earlier he 10 meters earlier here launch he has missed the target so he has to be precise so my job is to shake him up so that he doesn't launch it at that point in time so it's just in those 20 meters yes in that where his point of weapon release i have to keep him occupied occupied that is what we have to do we have one i think in 71 war where uh, in a place in north india the mh was damaged a church was damaged but the airfield nothing happened because they launched their web their load much earlier than what it should have been that is the joke if we destroy or bring down an aircraft it's a plus point yes so basically you have given the place or whatever industrial area or whatever area is given and the job is not to you know shoot down the enemy or anything but if there is any possibility or any threat the happening of damage happens yeah so only that is to be overcame and that is the job yeah we have to it's a deterrence basically for the enemy we have got they have to be careful and in their this thing to uh, effort to avoid our fire or anything they will may miss their chance of launching the missile or the opening their fire okay so but this also opens you at the risk that if the missile is launched or anything you are the first ones on the ground in the open who are you know If the enemy fires bullets, the infantryman is the first man to pick up the bullets. It's part of life. That is that is very true. How many times you cross a road, don't know whether vehicle will come or not. Yes. So that's okay. I still remember the subsequently we the regiment that I joined. I was not part of the regiment in seventy one war, but they were deployed in one of the airfields, and uh, when the enemy air, aircraft came. people are obviously scared nobody is uh, superhuman so they all were going into their you know bunkers when the commanding officer came out with a pistol and he came out open and he started opening fire at the his job, aim was not to do anything his aim was to motivate his boys ki i am out come yeah that was a leadership event or a example that is very true you know the if the co can come out and if he is shooting with a pistol to be honest it has got no point like the pistol no, bullet may not even reach there he is telling people ke bhai come out there nothing you don't have to be scared so much yeah it's it's like making a statement yeah yes. okay 
and so as you said that you when you joined you got in 3 months you got the shilaka uh, we I mean, india yeah i joined in december this so this came in october or so. okay okay so after that uh, like that i feel that can be this is a huge timeline because we are talking when army air defense was still under ta Uh, the territorial army no i'll correct you not army air defense or not under ta some units were part of the ta okay. okay so it was distributed yeah okay okay so now it is completely with the army yes now it's completely with the army okay and i for long range missile medium range missiles with us long range missiles is with the fs okay they also have ground based missile systems for the protecting their airfields and other things okay and sir so this tells us about you know journey from where i feel we can say that where army air defense aad was born you have seen it uh, evolving so how do you think the technologies have advanced today and how is india uh, like shilaka we got it from russia how are we keeping up with the missile systems or like we are hearing a lot of missiles that are indigenously made so how are they doing in the forces or aad right now you see at present uh, the air defense army air defense core that from where i passed i retired we have got our weapon systems which are manufactured now in the country we are going in for surface to air missile systems at present uh, we have uh, manufactured our own designed them our own and uh, i think we are also uh, now supplying it to some foreign countries so that has come up but some of our medium range missiles i think uh, initial induction has been done from other countries it's not something which uh, we can straight away you know acquire that is they are very expensive weapon systems so it is not something which we can do it overnight it takes a long time one of the system i think it came in the papers akash system <laughs> the cure of it was made when i was an instructor in stuff in school of body for the first time that was in 1881 okay it took that long for it to come it takes time because as they develop things improve in the market so you want something better so it keeps adding on and it takes time yes like to give an example earlier planes were you know when there were fighter planes so there were some machine guns or something that were just attached to the wings and uh, yep. it was pilot's job to align them and shoot the target but now after that the heat detection systems came and everything they used to detect the lidr all these systems came so they started detecting the source of heat and then they would program that and once the target is set the missile would get programmed and it would follow it uh, wherever it goes and now it was easy then you know, we see all the photographs of flare sort of thing that come yeah. out of the plane to uh you know get away from these missiles and later to overcome that they made a missile system where the missile system would follow the radio source 
they would uh, if any uh, plane is deployed so it would have certain uh, radio frequency or something so it would follow the uh, from wherever the frequency is coming and of course the plane would have to keep the radio system on because he has to continuously coordinate with the maybe with the other planes and also the ground and so that is how that missile follows them so if you leave flares it is not going to do anything to the missile so it is continuously evolving May yes actually initially they used to have those flares that they used to leave then they used to have the shaft you know small mm -hmm. metal things which used to come out and it used to divert the yes. uh, missile head directed towards the aircraft it's an ongoing battle between the ground based web air defense system and the aircraft the attacking aircraft yes it's a, it's a continuous process Yes, sir. and this again brings me how has been the army air defense been evolving over these years so you have seen a good time span so you see the uh, initially we were having only the radars and the guns the guns were quite old when I uh, joined the it was doing my bios we had something called the L60 guns which had no radar cover control or anything just sites to and they were what I know is they were used in the second world war also but within a short time the other weapon system came L70 gun system came to cover controlled by radars most of the units were there with that there were only few which had which had to L60 guns then uh, one of the L60 guns, one uh, unit was one which was converted to the Shilkas that we it became a regiment. So that's how they converted these old uh, equipment uh, based units to latest equipment. Now we have regiments which have got heavy missile, medium range missile systems, and uh, we have got a lot of them. Most of them I wouldn't know because I'm not privy to that uh, information. But I know that we have the number of units that AD has got now today are much more than what it was before I retired. Okay. And I would, if you're allowed to, of course, talk, I would love to know what kind of weapons, like what is the kind of weapon that AD uses to bring the enemy down? Like missiles, yes, we talk about missiles. We have missiles. We have two, three types of missiles. One missile type is that we have shoulder fired missiles. Okay. Rocket launches, like we say. It's like a rocket launcher, but this is a uh, man-portable missile system. Okay. You have it here. You, it's an IR homing uh, device. You track the aircraft and launch at the heat source of the aircraft, and it takes off. So that is one. The others are radar-based uh, guided. Some are up to ten kilometers. Some go up to 24, 25 kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. And other than this, like uh, we were talking about guns. So what kind of guns are used in? Because you told that, you know, uh, the Shilaka, it, it has a firepower of uh, 3,000 yeah, to 4,000 bullets per second. That is a radar control gun. Okay. We have got 23 millimeter twin guns, where each uh, barrel has got a rate of fire of 1,000 rounds a minute. For oh. 2,000 rounds a minute. Okay. On that one gun system. Okay. So we have that. Then we have got the L70 guns, which are same old that we did our bios in. 
I don't think these guns have changed. The guns are there. Radar systems controlling them have changed. Okay. Some new equipments, new radar systems have come. Okay. So basically, when a gun is firing, like, say, two thousand bullets per second. So it's not about you know. It's not like sniping or something. You know, you are just. It's a spray. Yeah, you are just just painting the sky. Yes. So, and to control them or when you were doing your bios, so how is the training done for this particular job? No, we are. We normally sight. How to use the sight and all that is given. But then we used to in those days have the Dakota aircraft. doing something called a sleeve mm-hmm. and we used to fire on those sleeves mm-hmm. sleeve damage ho gaya to aircraft will come get down to the nearest and will take another one out and you know that sort of a thing come so that is how we were trained today we have the pta pilot list target aircrafts mm-hmm. they are launched from now and they are target ad after having moved from devlali Okay. Has moved to Gopalpur on sea, okay. in Orissa. Okay. The nearest railway station is Bahrampur. Mm-hmm. Bahrampur of Orissa, not West Bengal, mm-hmm. and it's close to Bhubaneswar. Okay. That is where the AD has Army Air Defence College has moved, mm-hmm. and now today we fire our missiles everything over the seas. We have got a we don't require land this thing. We fire over the seas. Yes, so that was the first part. That was the first part with Brigadier Jant Mankikar, and it was interesting. And we can't wait to show you or take you to the next part. The next part will be linked to in the description as well. You can go and watch the part two of the same conversation continue.